You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. How are you guys doing on this fine Monday? Recovering Um, from a weekend of football and (laughs) overtimes and, you know, missed field goals. And Arizona losing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tough weekend. Go Lumberjacks. Football teams. Yeah. Tough weekend for football in this state for sure. The Cardinals crew did a, they did their own version of pack therapy yesterday. So if you missed their post game show, check it out on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Um, Lots of venting going on on that one. And also read Howard Balzer's column this morning because I thought it provided some much-needed perspective. The NFL, more than any sport, is subject to overreaction because it's only once a week. They're only – well, there are more and more games every season, but it's still a short amount of games. So there's just so much buildup, and then suddenly if the team plays poorly, it's like, oh, my God, the sky is falling. The season's the over. Cardinals were without a lot of players. They're playing a team that may be the best team in the AFC. They're playing against a quarterback who – Maybe the best quarterback in the NFL. Sorry, Tom Brady, at this point in your career, and should have been a Chicago Bear. Did if, I say that? If again? Sean was here, he would gasp and say, "Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL." <laughs> but, yeah, but the Kansas City Chiefs are fantastic. The Cardinals were shorthanded. Don't re- overreact to one loss. I still think the Cardinals can be a good, if not great, team this season. That's all I have to say. Okay. Well, like we said, check out the Cardinal show because they got into it all. Um, But we're not here to talk Cardinals today. We're here to talk Coyotes. And you might have been expecting a live show with Javier Gutierrez this morning, which is what we promised last week. Well, he'll still be a guest on the show this week. Just had to shuffle things around a bit. He'll now be a guest on Thursday's live show, which we have now flipped over there. So Thursday at 11 a.m., Javier Gutierrez will be joining the show live. So we'll be live Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 11 and do some audio pods today and tomorrow um, so thanks everyone for being flexible, but we have three live shows, three guests, really looking forward to it. We'll get into that more at the end, but today we're going to talk about, I mean, the season is the NHL, the NHL games are being played a month from today. Like the NHL season <laughs> is wow. right around the corner. Um, rookie face-off starts this week. Training camp starts next week. Like we are on the precipice of this all starting. And with that being said, there's 
you know, we know the Coyotes aren't going to be a winning team this year, but individuals, we're always following along the individual stories. And last year we saw some great individual stories. We saw some interesting ones. And in this episode today, we're going to talk about the Coyotes. And this isn't, obviously you can go through the entire roster and talk about this, but we chose a handful of Coyotes with something to prove. Two handfuls, I guess. A couple, yeah, two handfuls <laughs> um, of Coyotes who have something to prove this season and why and what that is. So let's start off with some guys that Craig has written about recently, starting with the one. Let's talk about the one. This story was published today. If you haven't checked it out at gophnx.com, be sure to do so. But Liam Kirk, who was actually the first ever guest on the PHNX Coyotes podcast a year ago, Liam Kirk has not played a game, or not a game, a full season in years. Craig, you you just wrote about this, so go go ahead about what what does Liam Kirk have to prove this season? Yeah, to me, and and, and yeah, the, Liam Kirk hasn't played a full NHL or full hockey season since 2018-19. We had the pandemic, we had injuries. Uh, he he's dealt with a lot, so it's been a really tough road for him. And look. It was going to be a tough road for Liam Kirk anyway as a seventh-round draft pick. You don't get a lot of mulligans as a seventh-round draft pick. Um, those are those guys are you, – you take a flyer on a guy that you see as some potential, but he's got to show some growth. Bill Armstrong gave him the three-year ELC. He gets eight games in Tucson, and then he blows out his ACL, which is just horrible luck for Liam Kirk. So really, to me, what Liam Kirk needs to prove – a couple of things. Steve Potvin, the coach down there, talked about him needing to show – a little more fortitude, and that's that's probably common for a lot of players, especially skill players. The willingness to go to those dirty areas, the uh, win board battles, go to the blue paint. He's got to show more of a, a willingness to do that, and and really time it better. Really understand when when the situation calls for those sorts of things. But to me, oh, the overall big picture for Liam Kirk is he has to prove he's an NHL prospect. You know, he does have the three-year ELC, but. He got injured. He said it himself. If this had happened in year two or year three, I would have been really concerned about my future, but at least I have some time ahead of me. Again, as a seventh-round draft pick, you got to show something if you want to stick around in somebody's system. Yeah, for me, Liam Kirk just has to show that he can play after this injury and show that he's not tentative, not tentative on that leg, not tentative going into corners. And let's face it, Liam Kirk's path to the NHL is a very difficult one. This is a guy that's going to spend a lot of his time in the American League seeing if he finds his way. Um, so let's see if he can get over his injury. Let's see if he can play a little bit tougher. And uh, let's see where his pro career goes. Let's talk about another player who's been impacted by injury and that's Connor Timmons who Craig also wrote about last week on gophnx.com again check that one out as well Connor Timmons for me personally I and I don't mean this in a bad way but I always forget about him because just because he went out so early in the season he came over in that trade he really only played a handful of games for this team he he came over as a as a highly touted prospect I remember the DNVR Avs guys were so upset to lose him so personally I'm really excited to see what he can put together. I hope that he's injury free this year and gets to play a full season, but I'll throw it over to you guys on Connor Timmons and what he has to prove. I think a lot of this is similar to what we just talked about with Liam Kirk. 
it's going to be that injury. Is it's it's a big injury to a player that missed a lot of ice time. And can you get over that when you have to go into the corner, especially when you're retrieving pucks off of dumped in pucks, and you have to go with your back to guys going, "Uh oh, somebody's coming at me." Where is that race to the puck? Where is that tentative play? That's the first thing I'm going to look for for him. Then, secondly, you you mentioned Lee. You talked about his offensive upside for a guy like Connor Timmins. We've heard a lot about his skill as a right-handed defenseman. We're going to love this player. The Colorado team loved this player. Great prospect in Colorado. We're going to have to see what his offensive level is. Where, where is that bar going to be set for our, a right-handed defenseman on this team? Because you look at the natural right-handers left on this roster. You look at Josh Brown, Dyson Mayo, and uh, Troy Stetcher. Like he's he is the top puck moving right handed defenseman among that group. So let's see if he can get into that top four, and let's see if he can get into that early. Yeah, for me, Connor Tim is this is a guy who's shown a willingness to be physical in the past, and he certainly has the size to do it. You get excited about a lot of things with him because he is that big right handed defenseman who's shown ability to be a puck mover. Those guys are still unicorns in the NHL. You just don't get that quality of right handed defenseman, but. It's, it's easy to forget that Connor Timms has only played 39 NHL games. He's basically still a prospect. So if people are expecting him to step in and just take off this season, I don't think it's fair to Connor Timmons. He just doesn't have the experience. I still think playing defense in the NHL is the most difficult position in the league. Give this guy some time. Let him develop. I hope the Coyotes, and I think they will, take it slowly, make sure he's in the right situations because – there's a lot of potential here, and the the upside, if you do have a big right-handed puck-moving defenseman, again, man, that's that's a rarity in the NHL. It can be really valuable. Okay, continuing along with players who suffered injuries, this is the category of this first group. Um, Clayton Keller, unfortunately, had that gruesome injury to end his amazing, amazing season. Obviously, Keller is someone we talk about a lot on this show, but like I said, he had... He, you know, broke personal records, was on fire until he broke his leg. Um, and that's a that's a hard injury to come back from. He's made progress. We've seen it, you know, online through the Arizona Coyotes Instagram and Twitter. And um, I'm sure Craig's maybe caught up with him. But Clayton Keller has to yeah. has to prove has to prove that he can still play at that high level. Absolutely. Over to you. That's it, right. He's got to be able to sustain it. He's got to show consistency. And that's what you're always looking for from any, any NHL player. But with Clayton Keller in particular, I'm not saying he has to be a point-per-game player, but he was he was going to go over 70 points. You'd like to see Clayton Keller produce 65-plus points in a season if he's going to be an elite offensive talent, if he's going to justify that contract. So to me, it's, it's pretty simple for Clayton. I, I've seen progression in other areas of game. I'd like to see more of that. Like he showed much more defensive responsibility last year, and I can cite examples, but you want to see more progress there. But in the bottom line here, the final analysis for Clayton Keller, he has to produce points. That's why he's in the lineup. They need to see him be a consistently elite point producer. Yeah, and what you said there, the key word in that whole sentence is what does he have to prove is consistency. We know he can be an offensive player, but but what's interesting about Clayton Keller for next year for me is can Travis Boyd have the season he had last year? And will that help Clayton Keller be Clayton Keller again? Like, is is Travis Boyd a centerman that can get Clayton Keller the puck? I mean, Clayton Keller's skill level is not in question here. Clayton Keller's always been, can he get the puck to the net? Can he get to the hard areas? Well, Clayton Keller showed he can score last year. He's his best point per game total as a Coyote last season in only 67 games. So 
if a complete 82 game schedule, what can Clayton Keller do? Well, what can his line mates do to help him achieve those offensive levels? Again, same thing we said about the last two. Can he overcome the injury? Is he going to be tentative? Is he going to be shy racing for pucks? Is he going to be able to win those board battles? That's the first thing I'm going to look at day one of training camp. Can he go into the corner? And if he cannot go to the corner to get those pucks, his offense production is definitely going to go down. So look at the surrounding cast around him. And can he come out of this injury on top? We're talking about a lot of players with potential, which is, you know, it's it's exciting, but you, you don't really know what you're going to get uh, looking ahead. And uh, you also don't know what you're going to get when you bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. How about that? Um, which I know we, we I said we're done talking about football, but I need to talk about football again. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday, <laughs> so the, sure. Arizona, the Arizona football teams had a bad weekend, but I had a great betting weekend. <laughs> I won quite a bit of money for my standards you know i place weenie bets because i'm too afraid uh, <laughs> to lose but i placed this parlay yesterday and DraftKings will pre-make parlay like same game parlays and just and they name them really fun things and then they just present them to you and you can choose if you want to do them or not so i did this one at random i put five dollars on it and it was the uh, chiefs to score three and a half or more touchdowns the cardinals to score two and a half or more touchdowns travis kelsey anytime touchdown scorer and james connor anytime touchdown scorer and it hit so i won um thirty dollars for my five dollar bet how about that i have two thoughts for, I, I i wondered if there was a prop bet for seattle leading the nfc west after one week because wow it's really a possibility too and also i need Le- leah's weenie bet rex to become a thing oh my god yeah. I actually love that. <laughs> I couldn't agree guys, more. I was I... placing a d- one dollar bets yesterday, <laughs> but I'm taking my betting advice from the ASU guys, from Totri and Shane Diefenbach, who hosts the bet show. Over two, I went off on my own, similar to Leah, and that Chiefs Cardinal game was outstanding. And not betting on the score, but betting for things to happen. Kyler Murray for over one and a half. Um, you ha- had um, Mahomes for over three and a half. Like it was. I blew up yesterday in that game. It was, and I will say this: we talk about all time in DraftKings. It's much more fun to watch when you got a little skin in the game. It really is. It really is. I had so much fun doing it. I'll probably put money on the Monday Night Football oh, game yeah. just because it makes we are it here too. The last game of Week One of the NFL, um, and DraftKings is hooking our fans up. And right now, new customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly and add. As an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Download DraftKings Sportsbook, use promo code PHNX, and bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and on Thursday night football, we were all at the studio getting everything ready and everybody was enjoying the recliners with our, you know, three TV setup. We had the Sean was Sean was not sitting because he was too stressed and he was standing because he's a big Buffalo Bills fan. But it, we have a great setup in our new studio. Love it so much. We You saw our new set last week. If you watched our show on Friday, we officially launched the new studio. If you watched the Sun Show or or ASU over the weekend, you saw the new set. All of that furniture is provided by more furniture. We can't thank them enough for setting up our entire new studio. And if you want to do some redecorating in your own home or your office, 
check out morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. All right, let's continue down this list. And next on the list, Corel Vimelka. For me, Craig, this is the guy that's got the most to prove off this roster is Corel Vimelka. I, I, and, I, and I'll tell you why. I, I think there were moments last year, whether it was the fan base, the management, the coaching staff, and even the players said, this is the guy. And we saw that. We saw it in Winnipeg. You can't beat Winnipeg in Winnipeg. Corelva Melka did. 45 safe shutout, lights out, phenomenal. But then we saw the other Corelva Melka. We saw the guy that would give up three and five shots against Nashville, and you're down two minutes into a game. And and, and unfortunately, there were a couple things. I think he had to play too much. I think they rode him too hard. I think he played too many games consecutively for a guy that wasn't familiar with the league. I think that was one. They played too much. And two, it's hard to be that consistent when you're that young. So now we're a year older, a year more mature. He understands the league. He's been in every building now. So now what? Where does his career need to go? I, I think for him, he's going to have to learn to be able to play that amount of games. He's going to have to be able to, to and to do that, maybe he's not as active. And when you talk about an active goalie, you see a guy sliding around and being so, like, it takes a lot of energy. And that takes a lot out of your body, and that makes it hard to play two and three or three and four. Um, so maybe, and you've seen it through other Coyote goaltenders in the past, their ability to play a little deeper in the net, one, it makes it much easier to get around because you're covering less space, and it's better for your body because you're not wearing down as much. So maybe that's something we'll see in his game. If this team is going to win, Karel Vimelka is going to have to be absolutely lights out on most nights. He's a guy that's going to have to carry the mail because right now they don't have a, a solid number two. The ball's in his court. He Can he mature? Can he be more consistent? Um, you know, at, at times, incredibly athletic, impre- incredibly competitive, um, and we've seen him do it. Can he do it night after night is the big question for me, and that's what he's going to have to prove to me out of the gate. Yeah, just the one point that you made near the end, uh- I think the Coyotes need a, a better backup situation or 1A situation than they have right now. You know, they said they were going to use last season to evaluate what Vemelka could do, and and they they used that as almost an excuse sometimes when they were throwing him out there than when, when you thought maybe he shouldn't be out there. I think they learned that he's not quite ready for that load. I think they need a better backup situation. Hopefully for Karel Vemelka, they go out and get one soon because we're really closing in on camp and they still don't have one. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. But continuing down this list is somebody we talk a lot about on the show, who's been talked about a lot in the hockey world, specifically this summer, and that is Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, Jacob Chikrin, who, by the way, has been around, even though you've seen lots of stuff coming, mostly from Ottawa, (laughs) about how he might not report to camp or all these other things. Um, He's been around. I know he's still rehabbing which actually surprised me a little bit to, to hear that he's still rehabbing an injury. But um, mostly Jacob Chikrin has to prove that he can get back to the elite level that we saw the season before. And, and even the season before that, I thought he was very good. But he's shown a lot of offensive ability, um, and he didn't show much of that last year. Granted, he was in a different role, I thought, for the first couple months of the season. Andre Turigny put him in situations where he had to take more defensive zone starts. He had to do more things that a number one defenseman in this league would have to do. You'd have to face tougher matchups. You'd have to, you'd have to show a, a more sound defensive game. And I'm not saying Jacob Chikrin can't get there. He's still very young, but that's the step that he has to take in his career. If he wants to be a number one guy and right now, he's paid like a number three guy. If you look at his AAV, if he wants to be a number one guy, he has to blossom in those other areas, but mostly Chick just needs to get, 
get back to the dynamic player that we saw the season before. Yeah, and I think for me, he's got to prove that he, he wants to play again. And I know he wants to play hockey, and I know he wants to play in the NHL, but he's got to prove that he wants to play here. And if he doesn't play here, he's not going to get the opportunity to play somewhere else in the NHL because you can't have another subpar season. And when I say subpar, it's subpar for his standards because he set the bar extremely high in 2021 with 18 goals. And now the tag is, gosh, I don't know, it's his partner. He didn't have a good enough team around him or this team wasn't winning. Well, guess what? If you want to leave Arizona and you truly, truly want to get out of here and play for another team, you need to play better. It was the same thing we said about Phil Kessel a year ago. If he wanted to leave this team, he needed to play better by the trade deadline. If Jacob Chickren truly wants to leave, he's going to have to play better. So he's going to have to prove that he can play in Arizona. He's going to have to prove that he still wants to play hockey in Arizona. And that's the big thing for me. We love Chickren. When he's on fire, this kid's an incredibly talented, offensively gifted player in the league. He just has to get back to playing that way and forget all of the other noise on the outside and just go play hockey. Yeah. And maybe it's one of those things like Keller had his great season and then he kind of dropped off a little, but then he came back. So, you know, hopefully the potential is there for Chikrin because as much as there's been drama, um, you know, you want to see players succeed. And and for his sake, if leaving Arizona is his ultimate goal, like you both mentioned, he has to play his way out. Next on the list, Nick Schmaltz also had a big year last year. What does Nick Schmaltz? Well, it's the same thing we talked about with Melka. It's consistency. Like he's, Here's a guy who set the Coyotes franchise record in points in a game with seven. So we know he can do it offensively. He just had to do it night after night and shift after shift. And that's something he hasn't been able to put together since, well, to be honest, since he came in the league. We've talked about it over and over. He can protect the puck. He's got good reach. He's got good speed. He can get pucks to the net. He's got a good shot. Great nose around the net. He just has to do it every shift. And sometimes it looks like that willingness to do that every shift wanes during a game. So if he can commit to that where he's going to play hard every shift. And I think it's on him to do that, to put that kind of effort in every time his skates hit the ice, he can be a great player. This is a guy that could lead this team in scoring at least top two or three. If he's playing with Keller every night, there's no reason he can't lead this team in scoring. So I think for him, it's going to be about consistency again and his willingness to compete and commit to this every single night. Yeah, I'd agree with all of that. And Nick Schmaltz to me, in terms of offensive gifts, May maybe the most talented player on this team. He is he is frightening what he can do with the puck. He's so fast in the neutral zone. I've I mentioned it before that he's underrated in back pressure. One other area that I'd like to see him add to his game, and I'm not saying he's ever going to be an elite defensive player, but I'd like to see him show more awareness, better reads in the defensive zone. And that's that's a way that he can progress as a player too. One thing that is always consistent is four peaks. <laughs> Four Peaks beer, always consistent, always amazing, no matter what. Um, PD, I don't know where you were on Saturday, but Craig and I were at Four Peaks on Saturday at the ASU watch party. We enjoyed some chicken tenders. Craig had a pumpkin porter and a wow. I had a couple of peach ales. It was a great time. Well, we're going to have tons of events there. There's a Cardinals watch party, I believe, this weekend at Four Peaks. So come on down. You don't have to be 21 to come to Four Peaks just to drink, and you must enjoy it responsibly when you do. But if you can't make it down to the A Street Pub, you can buy Four Peaks wherever you can buy beer. So be sure to give it a try if you haven't already, and the pumpkin porter is so good.
it's fall. So, um, and speaking of football, because we just can't stop talking about football. It's just so fun to talk about. And I talked about how I won a ton of money on DraftKings. There's another way you can win money in a, a betting related way. That's really fun. And it's underdog fantasy. And I signed up. I'm really excited about it. It's because I really like betting. I'm not a big time better as we called my weenie bets. I like betting on props because it's pretty straightforward and underdog. You can do pick them, which is so much fun. There's so much more you can do on underdog, but the pick them for me is my favorite. And underdogs, not just football. You can also do hockey when hockey season starts. So I'm sure we're going to get into that more next month, but check out the underdog fantasy pick them game. You just look for your favorite or least favorite player stats. Pick between two and five players for your pick'em entry and whether you think they'll end up with a higher or lower total than that stat in this week's game. Get all your picks right and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Check it out. You can search in the app store or click the link in the show notes and you can sign up with the promo code PHNX and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So don't miss that offer. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. And the one thing about that, Leah, it's a lot of people play fantasy football and you get stuck committed to a roster for the entire season. The one thing with Underdog Fantasy, change it every weekend. You can do, do whatever daily, the hell you want. To. You can change it every day. There's daily fantasy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's so, fun. It's fun. And and for football, it's the games are you know one to three times a week. For hockey, when there's games every single night, you can have a new team oh every single day. So you told me well, that. Oh, <laughs> lot, lots to get into when we get into NHL season with that one. All right, continuing down this list is a player who a week and a half out from training camp, currently as the time we record this podcast, still. Does not have a new contract, and that's Barrett Hayton. Yeah, and I I just checked in on that on Sunday, and it was sort of just status quo. So a little surprising. Still nine days before players have to report, but you'd like to see Barrett Hayton sign within the next week. Uh, restricted free agent without arbitration rights, uh, who did not accept his qualifying offer. So we'll see where that goes. To me, Barrett Hayton proved a lot last season. I think Barrett Hayton can be a very good two-way center he's he's a pretty complete player already defensively he has a lot of awareness of details away from the puck that of course needs to continue to progress with him listen if, if Barrett Hayden wants to be a top six center and, and I know that it was maybe too much to expect from him early on but it's going to have to come at some point if he wants to be in that role he's going to have to produce more offensively Andre Turin you blissed bliss, just did not like this argument last season. He wanted, he, he recognized that he hadn't played a lot of hockey. Another guy that's been impacted by injuries and circumstance. So he wanted to let him develop in a number three center role away from some of those tough matchups. But as he progresses, we need to see a little step up in offense. And I thought we saw it toward the end of last season. We need to see the Barrett Hayton that was drafted fifth overall. That's what we need to see. And, and part of that is we've, we've seen glimpses. We've seen steps towards that we just miss again same as schmaltz when you see it night after night after night like for barrett hayton for me i i think the thought of him being the number one center that drives this bus I, i'm not sure that's going to happen i don't know if barrett hayton's the guy but even at a number two or a three slot if you play your role exceptionally well and you're very good at that number two or number three center slot then you can help this team win Every team that wins a Stanley Cup has a great number two, three, four centerman. So it Barrett Hayden doesn't have to be the one center, the one seed to make this thing work. 
He just needs to play every night. He needs to be consistent. He needs to do a couple things well. I think he's going to have to kill penalties well. I think he's going to have to prove that he can be a defensive uh, forward on the ice all the time and be very responsible and then help contribute to the offense. And I don't mean he has to carry the load on the offensive side of the puck. He just helped to help be that secondary scoring and help contribute to the offensive side of the puck. He's got to stay injury-free this season. He's going to have to come in in incredibly good shape. And we've seen that he has the ability to be a leader because he did it with Team Canada when they won the gold medal. So we know that's in him too, but he's going to have to take big strides this season. This is a very important season for Barrett Hayton. And most importantly, he's going to have to play. Like you're going to have to sign your name on a dotted line and play. And, and, and hopefully that happens in the next day because Barrett Hayton's not a guy that can miss the first two weeks of training camp and expect to be up and running. He's got to be there day one if he wants to be a part of this in game one. So are you okay? If, what, what if he doesn't show up like the number five overall pick though, PD? I, I mean, I, I, th- I think we get too wed to draft status and then say, well, he's a disappointment because he was drafted there. Is it okay if Barrett Hayden just develops into a really effective middle six center? And I think the answer to that is yes. And I, and I, I, I resounding yes. And I hope I didn't misspeak by we're, we're saying he's a number five pick overall. I'm expecting him to lead this team in scoring because we're not. I just want Barrett Hayton to be an everyday player in a slot that fits for him. And if that's a number three center, then that's okay. As long as he's playing consistent minutes and he's doing things consistently on both ends of the ice and he's getting a little extra time either on a uh, you know second power play unit or or on a penalty kill, kill unit that he's getting that extra time. I think it's completely fine. And I know you talk about redrafting and where a guy fits. If Barrett Hayton's an everyday player in the National Hockey League and he's eating 15 minutes a night, it's a win. It's a win. So let's hope that's what he can be. And I, we've seen it. We know he can. He's done it. He's played as high as when he's played with Keller and Schmoltz. He had great nights. Just again, it was about consistency in his, in, in his ability to stay healthy. And so if he can check those boxes, yeah, great. I'll take Barrett Hayton as, as a three center all day long. I hope that Barry Hayden has his breakout season this year, much like, you know, Keller and Schmaltz did last season. I hope this is the Barrett Hayden year. Um, and somebody else I hope has a great year is Christian Fisher, who is next on our list. We recently had him on the show, two-time guest of the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Um, you know, we talk about all the time about what a great person he is, how much he contributes to the locker room. And when we spoke to him, when we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, he talked about, you know, his personal goals and what he thinks he I mean he even spoke about what he thinks he has to prove but from from our perspective what would you like to see from Christian Fisher this year again it's a lot of the things we've mentioned for other guys too he gets hurt at the end of the year misses some big games he's a guy that's gonna have to play to two games and not all of that is on him because he was in and out of the lineup for several years on this roster can he play every night can he be a guy that can solidify himself in that top 12 forward where he's not the guy being the 13th guy in and out of the lineup on any given night? That's first. Can he play every night? He's going to have to find his identity. I, I, I know we wish Christian Fisher was a 20-goal scorer in the National Hockey League. I, I don't know if that's who Christian Fisher is. Christian Fisher is a hardworking player that gets up and down the ice, and he's going to have to be more physical this season than he's been before. He's going to have to get more involved than he's been before. And maybe there'll be an offensive upside, but he's going to have to learn different parts of the game. He's going to have to kill penalties. He's going to have to be a really good penalty killer. And if you can solidify yourself as a really good penalty killer, can play in a defensive situation, can play in the defensive zone, and can play fourth line minutes, then you're an effective player in this league. I mean, you know, ask Richard. We've got Richardson, Chip Chura. There's plenty of guys that made a living playing in that role. 
can Christian Fisher do that on a nightly basis? We all know what kind of guy he is in the locker room. We all know he's a leader. He's all going to pull the, pull the rope. He's going to bleed coyotes. He's that guy off the ice. Now he needs to do some of that on the ice in the right role. He needs to find that role. I'm a gritty, hardworking player that gets up and down the ice. That's my job. I'm going to do it as best I can every night. I think he can. I have no, I have no doubt that Christian Fisher will embrace that role. Uh, I know he wants more, though. I know he wants to move up in the lineup. He still believes he can be that guy that scored 15 goals his rookie season. He's going to have to show, you know, better touch around the net. And and in the, you know, not only that, but when you win board battles, you got to be able to do something with the puck, not just hold on to it. So those are the areas. If he wants to take that next step up uh, and be more of an offensive producer, he's going to have to do that. But I, I agree with you, PD. That's what, that's what his role is going to be right now. He's going to be that fourth line grinder. He's going to kill penalties. He's going to be an energy guy. If he wants to do more, he's going to have to take advantage of limited opportunities because until he does some things, Andre's not going to give him greater opportunities. He even said that last year. You got to prove it on a nightly basis. So we'll see what goes on with Fish. But another guy who after this year only has one more year of, you know, under team control as an RFA before he can look to do something else. So it's, it's kind of a big time in his career to prove it. Absolutely. All right. Moving down the list, uh, a player who came in last year, first season with the Coyotes and honestly had a great season, Shane Gostisbehere. What do we expect from him this year? Well, I, I mean, he, he showed he can still be an elite offensive defenseman last year. They had him running power play one. He put up a lot of points. I think he surprised a lot of people. The, the scouting report out of Philly was that Shane Gostisbehere had lost that dynamic first step. He was never going to be the player that he was. And maybe he slowed a little bit. Maybe he's not that guy after the injuries that he sustained. But he showed he can be a really effective and productive offensive defenseman still. To me, the only thing that Gostisbehere has to do is do it again. If he does it again, if all things go right with Shane Gostisbehere and he does it again, he won't be a coyote in the spring. He'll be somebody that they move at the trade deadline to get more draft assets. Honestly, that's why they got him. And they got him for nothing. Let's not forget that. Literally nothing. They got him from Philadelphia. So this could be one of the best trades in Bill Armstrong's tenure. Yeah, he's a guy that needs to do it again. And just exactly what we said, got to do it again. Prove you can do it again. And he rejuvenated his career here in Arizona. He was, he was, let's face it, he needed a change of scenery from Philly. They weren't happy with him. He wasn't happy there. Get him out. He's happy here. The one thing he did do, though, not intentionally, is he hindered Jacob Chikrin's minutes. I mean, offensively, you you see the rise of Gossip Bear and the the diminishing returns of Chikrin happening at the same time. So if they can both be effective players and both find a home on that left side of the blue line, then maybe we can get two defensemen that can play. Gossip Bear just has to do it again. He played calm. He played confident. He moved the puck extremely well here, and he was a big part of the power play when it was clicking. It was because he was distributing the puck extremely well. He needs to do it again. Unfortunately for Coyote fans, if he does it again, he probably won't be here by season's end. Which means we'll also lose the Frenchies. <laughs> I know. Only a couple of the many Frenchies in this franchise. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> they, they have the, they have an army of Frenchies. I know so. they do. Then they have it's th- they have three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, last on our list for now. Like I said, we could literally go through the entire roster and go through which what each player has to prove. But um, Nick Ritchie, another one who you know left like Osper and lost value to that team. 
came to Arizona and added value. Um, and that's what Nick Ritchie did when he came in last season. What what about Nick Ritchie and what he has to prove this season? And Nick Ritchie is a guy that Bill Armstrong likes. He's six foot three. He's two hundred and forty pounds. He's a guy that plays Bill Armstrong hockey. The other thing he can do is he can provide offense. And I, I don't think there was much of an expectation of him when he came in from Toronto. Let's face it, he had two goals in Toronto. He struggled. That's not an offensive output that you wanted from Nick Ritchie. It's a guy that was drafted tenth overall in twenty fourteen, with the expectations extremely high when he played in Anaheim. Um, the one thing he fit like he fit into this group he fit into this system and he played exceptionally well in the 24 games he got 10 goals in 24 games here and, and if he can continue anything even remotely close to that pace this is a guy you could look to at that top end of the of the scoring sheet and he might be a guy that leads this team in scoring or he's right up there with Keller and Schmaltz to start the season so I like Nick Ritchie. I think he plays a hard physical game. He gets to that. He's just going to have to do what we said with other guys. He's got to prove one. He wants to be here. And I think if you want to be here and he's going to have the role that, that is going to suit him, then I think he can play extremely well. And then two, he's going to have to find that consistency, especially that offensive consistency and his ability to get to the net hard and be in that blue paint. I've seen criticisms that, oh, Nick Ritchie just did it because he got opportunity in Arizona. Like that may be true in some other areas like Travis Boyd, but you can't say that with Nick Ritchie. Nick Ritchie was literally playing with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. You can't get better opportunity than that. And he was, he just struggled. He didn't fit with them at all. So to your point, Petey, sometimes guys just fit in certain situations. You have to understand how to use your players. Nick Ritchie really fit here. And if you can be a big body guy who actually moves pretty well, goes to the net and has deft touch, good God, there's going to be a market for you at the trade deadline without question. Absolutely. Um, it's been fun talking about this because it makes me really, really ready for the, the hockey season. I'm excited to see how everything shakes out this year. Obviously, it's going to be a tough year. Again, for Coyotes fans, it's not going to be a winning season, but there's a lot of uh, personal storylines here to follow. Really excited to see if these players can live up to the expectations that we just talked about for them. And if you're listening to this right now, I mean, as of the time we're recording this, single game Coyotes tickets are on sale now. So I know the Coyotes aren't home a ton in the, the first half of the season, but they still play 41 home games. And if you want to buy tickets, I would implore you to check out the GameTime app. It's the best place to buy tickets because they're always discounted and it's great for procrastinators. So if you're unsure if you want to go, you're kind of going back and forth, you can buy tickets like up to right before the puck drops even. Check out GameTime because that's where we buy tickets. I've bought tickets off GameTime. It's so easy. Their interface is also so easy to use. It's just simple so check it out we got cardinals we got a few d-backs home games left tons and tons of stuff suns check out game times it's the hottest new ticketing site it makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows so not just sports if you want to check out some concerts as well you can save up to 60 percent on tickets when you buy tickets last minute Great for the procrastinators out there. And if you love PHNX, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So scroll down on this podcast, click on that link in the description, and buy your tickets there. I have Game Time open right now. I can see Coyotes tickets available. It's really exciting. Um, so check out the Game Time app and use our link in the description to buy your tickets. And something 
I, what were you going to say, Craig? I was just going to say, as you mentioned, it's so timely right now with game time too, because Coyotes single game tickets literally went on sale this morning. Yep. In fact, like as we're recording, yep. looking at the <laughs> 15 minutes ago. Yep. And as, as Javier Gutierrez has already said, there's a very limited number of those. We're going to talk to him further on Thursday about this, but you want discounted tickets, go to game time and you better get there fast because there may not be many left. Yep. Definitely. Um, and speaking of games, I forgot we forgot to mention this last week, but last week we had our staff meeting at Snakes and Lattes in Tempe and had the best time. We literally sat there and played board games and drank beer and ate unreal food for our staff meeting, which I mean, that's just also a statement of PHX and how awesome it is to work here. But if you've never been to Snakes and Lattes, it's so much fun. You, they have uh, you know, anything a coffee shop would have, but they also have anything a bar would have. So you can kind of get the best of both worlds. The food was unbelievable, unbelievable menu. They had people who self-proclaimed game nerds who literally know the rules to hundreds of games. Um, we had a blast. PD, we played, what was that game we played? Catchphrase. Catchphrase. Yes. Man, that's intense. Not great for my anxiety. I struggled. <laughs> no, but I you the game. were good. You were no, good. I love the game. Yeah. Yeah. I started off with solitaire in the corner because I didn't fit in with all the kids. <laughs> so I went and played solitaire. And that's not a joke. I grabbed a deck of cards. It's not. I did peek him playing solitaire <laughs> yeah. by himself. Played solitaire in the corner, which you can do. It's not that you <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Solitaire. When I had a beer and cards, I was all good. Oh, But I was gosh. disappointed. Where were the snakes? No. Oh. Like, I thought we No, not. No. no. But, um, shh. That's good. No, I really, who knew? No, it's a great place. It was fun. Yeah, and really fun. Were, half our crew was going with the coffee, lot, calf, coffee and latte theme, and half of our crew, well, more than half, was drinking beer. because They have four peaks, too. So we do have did. four peaks. I thought that atmosphere was really cool. That's the first time I've ever heard of that place. And really? I was like, yeah. wow, this is this is a cool place. Yeah. I'm going to go back there. In fact, I'm, I'm also recommending to my wife, who is a – who teaches at ASU and she needs to get together with her students, probably not for drinking, but for other things. But you know, yeah. they have coffee. They have coffee. It's they really have coffee. Yeah. See, they will help you find the right game for whatever yep. you're looking for. Cause if you say, Hey, there's only four of us and we want to play something quick and easy to understand. Boom. They got it. You want and, something a little more involved. Boom. They got it. And that they have too. everything in category. They have like a nostalgia it's section. Like it's, it, it's just, it's so cool. And, and also sometimes you just want to go out to eat or go to a bar. It's like, you just get sick of sitting there and talking. I know that sounds really fine. Funny. <laughs> compete and they have old school they had monopoly yeah. they, they had battleship i saw derek montia and jesse going yep. out of a game of battleships they got old school too but yeah yeah plenty i hadn't heard of it was fun it was a really yeah. good can time. we isolate that clip leah <laughs> or maybe we can re-record it when you want to go somewhere but not really talk to the people you're with yeah makes and lattes if you want to beat them in <laughs> games <laughs> games literally <laughs> Right oh my god go. all right this is off the rails um check out snakes and lattes on instagram at snakes and lattes tempe it's right on mill too so right in the action you can go there before or after uh coyotes or an asu game mullet arena while literally you can walk down the street to mill so check them out as well we have a great week ahead here on the phnx coyotes podcast like we mentioned at the top we got another audio episode tomorrow trade talk tuesday we're going to talk about the mike johnson trade on Wednesday, because rookie faceoff starts this week, we're going to talk about prospects and that sort of thing with Tucson Roadrunners assistant coach John Slaney will be a guest on Wednesday's live show at 11 a.m. Thursday, Coyote's president and CEO Javier Gutierrez will be joining live to talk about tickets like we just talked about um, as they're on sale this week and much, much more than that as well. 
Friday, NHL.com director and senior fantasy editor Pete Jensen will be joining us live at 11 a.m. to talk about which Arizona Coyotes players might add value to your fantasy hockey team. I'm really looking forward to this one. I been doing fantasy hockey for I think almost 10 years now and I know a lot of people in our members only discord are interested in fantasy as well so great week of shows ahead be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports channel and hit that notification bell so you never miss a live show and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts as well all of our shows whether live or not are always wherever you get your podcast so follow there leave us a review it means a lot to us Follow us on Twitter as well at PHNX underscore Coyotes, PHNX Sports on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all of it. Anything you can think of, PHNX Sports is on there as well. And of course, become a member at gophnx.com. You could read Craig's articles on Liam Kirk and Connor Timmons. He always has tons and tons of great stuff. If you're interested in more Arizona sports coverage, we got D-backs coverage, Cardinals coverage, all of it. You must become a member to read it though, but you can get a shirt from the locker when you sign up. So take advantage of that. Any final thoughts before we head out here on a Monday? Exhibition game in less than two weeks, September 24th versus St. Louis Blues. We're almost there. In the rookie faceoff this week. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Unreal. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with a Trade Talk Tuesday. Until then, follow each of us on Twitter at Leah Merrill, at S. Peters Hockey, and at Craig S. Morgan. And again, follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We'll see you all tomorrow.